Hey everybody, it's Matt. Welcome or welcome back to the Journey Church Podcast. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you can automatically get our weekly episodes. And you might want to go ahead and subscribe to our Journey YouTube channel as well. You'll find messages, music, interviews, inspiring stories, and more for you all right there. Now, I hope this episode helps you take your next step in following Jesus. Now, today, I'm really excited about today and what we're going to do over the next couple weeks because we're doing this unique series, again, we did it last summer, called Behind My Journey, Behind My Journey, and here's how this began. Uh, About 18 months ago, uh, a college student by the name of Quinn Eaton came to me, and uh, Quinn is on, uh, he just graduated from Murray State, but he's been on the racer golf team for the last uh, four or five years, and um, has been has had his hand in all kinds of things. He was hosting another podcast. Quinn's a very talented young man. He came to me and he said, hey, have you ever thought about doing a podcast for the church where we just let people share their stories of what God's doing in their life? And I thought it was a phenomenal idea. So we started this podcast called Behind My Journey, and some of you may not even be aware of it, but you can go to wherever you listen to podcasts and download it. And about twice a month, Quinn sits down, and he interviews people in our church who... Um, have seen God do some, you know, just they just tell their story about how God's made an impact in their lives. It's always fascinating for me to hear. I'll always learn new things. And so uh, we thought, you know what, let's bring that back because he's, he's had some conversations with some people and is about to release some that are, that I just thought some of the lessons from these people would be so helpful to all of us. And it's one thing, you know, you hear me talk every week and that's, that's fine, but you can, we can learn from anybody. We can learn from everybody. And so I thought, if nothing else, y'all deserved a little break here where you heard from somebody better than me, right? So we're going to bring some of you, some people like you who normally sit in the seats, and I want you to be able to hear what God's been doing in their life because each of them, um, and today you're going to hear from Peggy. Uh, Peggy has just a unique story of how God has worked, and it's going to intersect exactly with where some of you are right now. I'll let Peggy Higginson tell a little bit more about her story and everything, but she's been a part of our church for quite a while, and it has been so, um, it's, been, it's been so remarkable to watch how God has shown up, and what we just sang about is true for Peggy, how God has shown up and provided for her and her family in some really powerful ways over the years. So um, I'm going to turn it over to Quinn. Quinn's going to do the interview, and then I will be back at the end. So would you guys give a big welcome to Quinn Eaton and Peggy Higginson. So hello, my name is Quinn Eaton. Uh, Matt got it pretty much right. I'm a former student athlete now, which is sad to say. Um, But of course, I started with this idea for the Behind My Journey podcast. And of course, today we're going live. So Peggy, it's not like how we normally would sit down for a podcast and say, well, let's go back and redo that part. So no pressure on us, right? But (laughs) we're going to be fine, I promise. So um, again, Peggy, thank you so much for taking some time to do this. And I guess let's just start off, and if you want to tell everyone a little bit about how uh, you and your family started at Journey Church. Okay. Um, My husband, William, and I, we have uh, four children actually together, all together, and um, my daughter Mia and Alexis, we go here, and then his two older boys are already out of the house and have lives and families of their own, but they come here when they visit, so... Um, 
But we started coming to the journey. It was when my daughter was about a year old. And um, William and I had started dating. And we wanted to find a church that both of us could attend. So we had gone to church. I actually grew up in church. But in Murray, he went to church in Mayfield. I had gone to church in Paducah. And then I moved to Murray. And so we both came from very different backgrounds and wanted to find something that both of us could go to together. And so we started um, just, I had some clients of mine when I was working that had said, you should try out Journey. It would be, it'd be great for you guys. Um, And so we did and showed up and my daughter was a year old (laughs) and I was a little bit terrified to be honest. And I'd been in church all my life, pretty well, much. Going into a new church, there's always a little bit of an intimidation. Yeah, uh, Just not knowing what, what's going to happen whenever you walk in. So. Exactly. And who's going to be there. And um, so I went to drop off Mia in the nursery. And Sarah Martin was there. And I'll never forget. Because she was like, um, she'll be perfectly fine. And I was like, I know she'll be fine. <laughs> I'm actually not worried about her at all. She's probably good with the break. But... <laughs> Um, I was just a little bit scared, but it turned out to be a great experience, and William and I continued to talk about the fact that we could take with us what we actually heard that day. So it was, it was a, a little bit of a new experience, really, from the churches we had grown up in, and um, we're still here. So. <laughs> and was that, the fact that the messages are so applicable, was it that fact that kind of stood out? I'm going to say church search. That's hard to say right, five right. times fast, but um, was that the thing that kind of stood out then? I would say it was, it was different for each of us. So for William, that was really incredible because he had not really experienced that part of it in his adult life. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was the fact that everyone was welcoming and the fact that I could leave Mia and I knew that she would be safe and she would be taken care of and I could feel comfortable going to service. So it was a little bit of both and then grew over time. And you mentioned just a second ago that you grew up in church. Mm -hmm. So I I think a lot of people, sometimes people have a church background, other times maybe the journey is the first thing that they kind of stepped into. But uh, with you growing up in church, why don't you tell us a little bit about how that experience was kind of of growing up? Mm -hmm. So um, I don't remember a time where I actually wasn't in church. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I'm so thankful for those experiences. I went to the youth group, the church I grew up in. I mean, if the doors were open, you were there. So, um, and sometimes it just felt like something I was doing mm-hmm. rather than the spiritual journey that um, I'm very thankful I have now. But it was, it, it was a foundation, mm-hmm. but it was also... Um, When I moved to Murray, it felt like it was just something I was supposed to do on Sunday morning, to be honest. Like I didn't know anything else other than that. And so when we came here, um, like I said, my daughter was a year old and it felt like this is a place I want to be a part of. Mm -hmm. That That was the difference. Sometimes I've heard it described as like, I have to go to church. Right. But for you, it sounds like it was, I get to go to church, right? right? It was that, that thing that kind of clicked. So that, that's really cool. And about your spiritual journey, how was it? And I guess, what did it look like as you kind of became an adult and started a family? How did that change your spiritual journey? 
Well, something that stands out to me, because I was a single mom when my daughter was born, and um, if you have children, then you know they cry, and (laughs) sometimes you have no idea why. You don't know what's going on. And so um, I remember this moment, and it was so vivid because, again, I had grown up in church. I had, I had a relationship with God. I knew God. But it was in that particular moment that I'm looking at this child, and I recognize that the love that I have for her. So I loved her so much that I would do anything to protect her. I would do anything to get her to stop crying at 3 o'clock in the morning. I would do anything for her. And in that moment, I felt absolutely enveloped by God's presence. Because that's how much he loves me. Mm-hmm. That's, he, he would do anything to rescue me. And so from that moment on, everything changed. And... Would you say that that's the first time that you felt God in such a powerful way? Was that like the, maybe it, not an aha moment, but something that really stood out to you? It was, it was a moment that I knew he showed up and it was time for me to show up for him. Mm-hmm. That's great. And of course, it sounds like that's, that's a moment where you're really close to God and you're comfortable knowing him. But of course, in everyone's life, we have some challenges. Mm-hmm. So... Would you want to share a little bit about the challenges that you've faced that have kind of impacted your faith uh, right. and your journey? So most recently, I, um, well, within the last couple of years, <clears throat> when I was in Murray, sorry, I got a little emotional. Oh, it's Excuse fine. Me. <laughs> but um, most recently, I worked in a salon and um, moved to Murray actually to go back to school was the plan. <laughs> we have plans. Plans change, yes. <laughs> and I did eventually go back to school and I got my degree, but um, I ended up working doing manicures and pedicures because I, I needed to pay for college. So I needed a way to be able to work and I thought, okay, well I could do this and then I could pay for school. And it turned out that I actually really liked the job and I met tons of people, like most women in Murray that I know I met through that job. So it actually was great because I was in a new place and I was able to meet new people that way. So that worked out. And honestly, it was good because they trusted me. I knew no one. So they told me all kinds of things, (laughs) but they trusted me with that. And so inadvertently, those women became mentors, honestly. And um, they were mentoring me when they had no idea. They had no idea the stuff going on because my job was really to listen to them. But I learned so much through things that they would share and things that they would do. Well, a couple of years ago, I started getting very, very, very sick. And I was sick like all the time. Like first it was a sinus infection, then it was a chronic sinus infection. Like, and then it was to the point where I just could not hardly function. And so um, I started going to different doctors and getting different tests ran test after test, and um, that was exhausting and expensive, actually, but we finally concluded that I was allergic to everything I was using in the salon, and so we couldn't pinpoint the specifics at the time because my body was just in this constant reactive state, and it didn't matter what it was. It was was constantly making me sick, and at that point, I had waited because I was trying to figure it out that like my skin was even peeling off, like it was, it was bad. And so the doctor 
looked at me and said, you cannot continue doing this. And I was like, but I, that, it's my career. Like I've right. made it my career. It's what I do. And he said, well, if you want to feel better, I suggest you stop. <laughs> and he was very blunt and I didn't like it. And it kind of made me mad. And I got a second opinion, actually. <laughs> and that doctor said the exact same thing. And so um, I went home and, of course, talked to my husband and my family and was in a little bit of denial at first because I was like, well, how can this be possible? <clears throat> how do you just all of a sudden? But that's just how things happen. And so I ended up um, making the decision to retire <laughs> so to speak. And that was absolutely not the plan. I had just gotten to the point where I was like, oh, I have arrived. I had my own salon and um, really loved my space and my clients and felt like, why would I have done all of that to just have to stop? And so... Um, how, how difficult is that to be in that spot where you're comfortable? You feel like this is where you're supposed to be and then you find out that God has a different plan. Right, right. Well, it, in, in, in that kind of career, like it takes a little bit to build that clientele and it takes mm -hmm. a little while to feel like you are at the point where you don't have to constantly hustle, so to speak, and get new clients all the time. And so I was in a good place. I really was happy, <laughs> you know. Um, but obviously I was sick and to the point where like I would work and come home and thank God for my husband and my mom and other friends and family because I could do nothing else. Like all energy was spent there and I was done. And so I had lots of talks with God during that period of time of, okay, I don't understand this. I absolutely don't understand. I don't like it. This is not where I thought I would be at this period of my life. And what in the world am I going to do now? <laughs> like, what do I do? Right. Not to mention, I mean, it, I had a career for a reason, like mm -hmm. uh, financially, it was like, what do we do? So um, things, you know, we, we figured out at that period of time some things to do. And basically it boiled down to the reason that I feel like that was a huge part of my faith journey is I had to absolutely let go of anything I thought was my plan. Mm -hmm. I had to let go of it. And I had to recognize that one, I am not in control. I'm not in control and that's okay. Um, you may not like it. You may not want life to go that way, but this is what you have to deal with. And so, um, that's a, that's a scary conclusion to have to make, but you have to admit it's probably a little freeing at this point too, right? Right. right. Well, and it was, it was the point where I could, because when you, when you have that kind of business, like you see lots and lots of people. Mm -hmm. So it was also difficult to have to tell every one of those people, hey, yeah. I can't do this anymore. And them say, um, wh what am I supposed to do? Because yeah. I had so many clients like, well, okay, well, where am I going to go now? Mm -hmm. what, are, what am I going to do? And I was like, listen, I'm giving up my whole career. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to do. We'll figure it out together. But... Um, you know, and, and they were just, that was just a reaction. You know, it wasn't meant to be hurtful in any way. But at the same time, it did, it was hard to deal with. It was a hard conversation to have because I saw like eight people a day. So I had that conversation for weeks yeah. over and over and over. But at the end of it, I, I recognized so many things. One, I completely denied it and didn't want to deal with it. 
but God set me down and showed me, you have to deal with these emotions because they're going to end up coming out in other ways. Mm -hmm. And I had to recognize that. And then I had to recognize that his plan is always what's best for us. And, and like Paul said, we don't always see that. We don't always like it. And we don't, don't always know. But that is surrender. Right. And so that door kind of closes. Yep. But then, of course, another one opens because now you've been kind of involved working with Journey Church, correct? Yes. And, and volunteering yes. and things like that. So how has your faith and involvement with church kind of impacted your faith and your family? Yes. Um, so I did, I did work somewhere in between. Um, and then COVID happened. And it's very hard to learn a new job when um, the world shuts down and you're supposed to be out meeting new people and selling them something new sure. that, you know, you really don't necessarily know what you're doing. And so <laughs> God bless those people that helped me through that time. But um, we had COVID and then we continued to be at the journey and serving. And... Um, then they posted that there was a job opening, and I actually applied for it before I said to William, hey, I think I'm going to try this, <laughs> and he was like, oh, whatever you want to do, yeah. and that's worked out to be such a blessing for our family and such a blessing for me. In the meantime, my mom's health um, has not been good, and so I actually needed that time that I was then no longer working in the salon to help take care of my mom and be there for my kids, because as we know, school closed. We had to homeschool, which went great. Yeah, <laughs> went great, yeah, air yeah, quotations, correct. yeah. And, um, and then this job was posted, and it has turned out to be something that I didn't even know I needed, mm. honestly. So that's and, been a blessing to our family. Right, and so, of course, now with hindsight, you can kind of see how God was working um, and yeah. where he was in your life and where he was guiding you. And so with that in mind, and maybe there are some people in the audience today that are maybe going through maybe something not specifically right, what you right. went through, but something similar. What advice would you give to someone today that's kind of going through something similar to what you went through? Well, I would say that one of the main things is to acknowledge and recognize that we don't know, we don't know everything that's going on. You know, God always has a way of working behind the scenes. And um, in those moments that you don't want to deal with, you don't want to show up, you don't want to even be present at that moment because I went through some moments where I was a, I was a little bit depressed and I didn't have a clue what was going to happen. Um, several moments of my life actually. And I, I am here as a testimony to say his faithfulness is always so much more beautiful than anything I could have planned myself. Mm -hmm. And one thing you do have to do is surrender your plan. And understand that God's plan is there. You may not see it, you may not like it, and you may not want to do it. But when he shows up, it's better than anything you could have picked for yourself. That's a, a really good message. And I think a lot of people are going to be helped by that today. So again, thank you so much for sharing your story, your journey. Thank and you. let's give a round of applause for Peggy. Thank you.
Thank you, guys. Um, we'll see if I have a job next week. Good job. Um, you know, I was listening to Peggy right there at the end, and maybe some of you can relate, not from the same circumstances, obviously, but you may be able to relate from the standpoint of you're in a situation where um, it feels out of your control. And the thing that struck me as she was talking there, I think the natural response for any of us whenever we feel out of control is to try to gain control, isn't it? So that's, that's what I do. I just I want to gain control. The problem is whenever we try to gain control of things that are actually out of our control, it creates anxiety. It never brings peace. It just creates anxiety. And so I thought her advice was tremendous, and I, I think I just want to leave us all with this. Um, this idea that whenever you find yourself in one of these situations, the only thing you can do is what's in your control. That's it. And you really do have to trust God. You really do have to surrender everything that's out of your control. So I loved what she said about surrendering. And then I loved what she said about, hey, just show up. Just show up. And so, you know, back there as I was making some mental notes listening to her, I was like, okay, you, what's in my control is to surrender. And what's in my control is to show up and do the next right thing. I can't control outcomes. I can't manipulate or orchestrate the future to turn out the way I want to turn out, and you can't either. But we can surrender what's out of our control, and we can do what's in our control, which is show up and just do the next right thing. So maybe for some of you, that's, you know, that's your takeaway today. Uh, and it's, it's a lot easier to say, I know it is, it's a lot easier to say than it is for us to actually do. But I guarantee you, if you're not there now, at some point this year, you're going to be in one of those circumstances. We all hit them. Life just seems to bring them on a regular cycle. And I would just encourage you to remember, do what you can do, but trust God with what's out of your control and what you can't do. Let me pray for us. Father, we're so grateful for what you've done in Peggy's life and in her family. And um, we love being reminded of the fact that you do show up and you are faithful in the lives of people. And sometimes we lose sight of that and we need to be reminded of that. So I hope that her story will encourage those of us who need it. And for those of us who are trying to control things that are out of our control, um, would you give us enough courage to be able to surrender? Would you give us enough courage to be able to show up, to do what we can do, which is simply for us to do the next right thing and then trust you with everything else? It's in your name we pray. Amen. Hey, if you'd like more content like this, subscribe to our YouTube channel and download our Journey app to access all of our recent message content. And our app is the easiest way to share this content with a friend. For more information on our church or to find our app or our YouTube channel, just visit journeycalway.com. That's journeycalway.com. Thanks for listening.